So we really liked this episode, and when we listened to it back, it there may have been a few audio issues, but it's fine. We'll survive. At some point, it might sound like some people are underwater, but it's it's a good episode. So just you know, just I just I just wanted to give you a heads up. Um. So yeah, let's just let's just play the intro, shall we? You're listening to the Get Inside Us podcast. I'm Adam, and I'm Hannah. Adam and I were talking as well. We were like, let's make sure that we let, like, Jamie introduce himself in some way before we talk for an hour. Right. And it's like, oh, who's this other person talking <laughs> I mean, it's almost more funny if you give no context to the situation at all. Just like, who is he? Where did he come from? <laughs> so, this week we have quite an exciting addition to our podcast. We have our first guest. <laughs> so... Um, Jamie, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name's Jamie. Uh, some people may know me as Pyromantic Prince from the Gram of Insta oh. Variety. Um, <laughs> I do makeup, and I'm an advocate for trans stuff, and I also have a passion in Japanese and shelter dogs, so... I like how that's and... more introduction than we've ever given on the podcast. Yeah, literally. It's like, you <laughs> don't know anything about us. It's like, well, that's the purpose oh. of the podcast, you know? They need to get inside you, find out who you Please. guys are. Yeah. Yes. If we give it all away, you know, just up front, people won't have any incentive to keep listening. So I know Jamie from, you know, my personal life. Adam's never met Jamie. And I was thinking, like, do you want to tell Adam how we met and how we know each other? Yeah, no, we could go into that. It's quite an interesting story. I woke up at, like, I don't know, nine in the morning and I saw a notification that Youngblood was doing a pop-up gig in London uh, mm. outside Underground. Well, actually, inside Underground, but inevitably, so many people turned up, it became outside as well as inside. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and this I, was June 2019, yeah, right? Yeah, 2019, June. Yeah, so I, I was battling with myself, deciding whether I should go or not, because I had work to do, but something was telling me that this was like a good opportunity to like go out there and do something mm. fun. So last minute, I changed my mind and chucked on some clothes and uh, dragged my mate AJ out with me. And uh, we, we managed to get there, sat in the yeah. queue, chilled for a bit. Uh, the gig was pretty manic. Uh, obviously a completely uncontrolled crowd. They literally had, like, police officers, like, literally acting as bodyguards for the underground shop. Um, my best memory of that was Youngblood pressing his naked butt cheeks against the window. <laughs> and it was, it was a wild time. Um, but it was, it was great. So, uh, at the end, uh, I just happened to approach Milky, who I'd spoken to briefly prior. Um, hmm. and happened to see Hannah standing there. At the time, I thought Hannah was, like, part of Youngblood's team. I don't know if I ever told you this. <laughs> but I was like, she seems like she's got to have something to do with the crew or something, because, like, she's all up in here and chatting to everybody. There must be a reason. No, Hannah's just a friendly person who feels the need to talk to everybody she needs. Um, <laughs> but, like, this is... This is, <laughs> this so, is the uh, thing that I get a lot, so the fact that you thought that. Yeah, I genuinely did. We we talked a little bit um, yeah. after that, but, you know, it kind of faded out for a couple of months. And well, you then, bought uh, tickets when, like, right well, after. Yes. You should yeah. tell this story because I blame you fully for all of my <laughs> ticket choices. <laughs> well, I mean, from my end, it was the... I think it was, like, the day before the gig. Yeah, it was. Because he announced it a bit last minute because someone took his passport out of his coat or something. So he couldn't leave like he had planned because he had some shows, I think, in the States. So he was like, I'm just going to do a show tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, announced it at the shoe store that sells um, a lot of the creepers he wears and things like that. Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of different clothes and everything. It's called Underground. And, yeah, so he just decided to do a gig there. And I went down. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I... I'm kind of new to his music. I don't really know his stuff that well. Let's let's just go on an adventure. Why not see what happens? What's the worst that could happen? Which, <laughs> that that mindset can also lead to some awful things. Yeah, I go down there. And <laughs> suddenly my world just kind of 
shrunk and caved in on itself the entire oh, yeah. day. Like, I mean, just standing outside of the shop, I had someone approach me who was like, how do I know you? But it turned out they knew me from some other band thing, and there's some other connections. But I went inside, and I ended up speaking to a couple people in there who also had ties with me from, like, different things in my life from way back. And everything just got really small really fast. I had a good time talking to everyone. And then we got ready for, like, people to come in the shop and the show to start and stuff. And it was just wild. <laughs> it was just a lot of screaming and huge crowds. Because, like, when everyone was in the line, it didn't seem that intense. But as oh, soon bro, as, like... It was so chill. It was so chill. But as soon as yeah. Dom was there, it was like a wave of... There was no order. There was nothing. No, no, <laughs> just, no. yeah. Like, everyone broke free from the line and just ran towards the shop. So... Yeah, and he was supposed to initially, like, the setup was for him to play at the back of the shop, which is, like, where the registers are. But obviously, Dom being Dom, he's like, I'm not going to just stand back here and do this because there's people outside. So I was going to come through, and he played a little bit, like, in the middle, but then just stood in the doorway most of the time and just <laughs> performed right there, just so everyone outside had, you know, just as much of an opportunity to see him and hear him and stuff, which is cool. I'll be honest, it was quite a surreal experience as well, because obviously uh, the the music wasn't really that audible. Unless he stood in the doorway, all we could hear was like muffled loud music and muffled <laughs> vocals. So we actually heard him more from screeching at the front of the door off mic <laughs> than we actually heard him through the uh, amplification of the microphone. So it was, oh, everyone was singing out of sync. It was a mess, but it was such a good vibe that it kind of made up for it and his energy like helped a lot i think if he had stood at the back i think it definitely would have been a massive fail for everybody outside i remember him pressing his back <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a day <laughs> that was a day it was it was a weird one um, like when everyone cleared out and he left because it was like i remember it ended and he's in the shop and everyone's still waiting outside and i remember asking him like when, when are people gonna leave and they're like, oh, they'll leave when he leaves. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> he left, you know, and as soon as he did, the crowd started to clear out and stuff like that. And I had to sort some things at the shop. So um, I ended up outside, and then I was talking to Milky, who I'd spoken to in the shop. And, yeah, that's when she introduced me to you. And I was like, yep. oh, cool. And we had our conversation and stuff. We kept in touch. And, yeah. So later that day or the next couple days, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm going to these shows. So I got tickets. <laughs> you were like, oops, just bought tickets as well. <laughs> we didn't know at the time, but that set us up for like quite a round trip of going to different Youngblood gigs. It was great, though, because we ended up spending like a lot of time going in and out of gigs. And inevitably, I mean, what, which one was it that we ended up in church <laughs> afterwards? Oh, uh, Sheffield. That's why. <laughs> Sheffield. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adam's like church <laughs> but yeah we went to church after a gig you just had to pray pray it off we had to pray yeah honestly. pray to the gig gods <laughs> <laughs> thank him <laughs> offer up everything so yeah no church is a vegan barcade is that the yeah. best description oh, I love yeah. the barcade. it's run by uh ollie sykes yeah who so, is a bring me the horizon vocalist yeah uh, so we also met that night as well. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> That's a name of a band. Yep. <laughs> Knew nothing. And I remember because we were with Eloise as well that night. And she was like, oh, he's here. I'm like, what? <laughs> who? <laughs> I, went, I took the picture of you guys with Ollie. And I just remember, I took the picture and stuff, you guys are standing there, and he looks at me, and I'm like, I just do a nod, and he, like, does a nod and smile, like, yeah, okay, dude, <laughs> like, no idea who you are, that's cool. Because <laughs> like, I don't want to take a picture with him, just because, oh, well, you're in a band, and my friends yeah. did, so I want a picture, that's just, you know what I mean, that's not. No, I yeah. feel you. I mean, like, the so. thing is, as well, it's when, when I was at the, uh, the pop-up gig back in 2019, June, uh, that's obviously mm. when I met my friend Jude, as well. And oh, yeah. while I was standing in queue, uh, there were some people who did recognize her and were taking photos with her. Mm. And then there were people standing behind me who were like, who is that? 
is she famous? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know who she is. But... And they were like, neither do we, but we want to take a picture anyway. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> what would be a really cool thing is to try to do some like elaborate stunt where we just get a couple of people freaking out and taking pictures with like some random geezer. And then we see how many people are pretentious enough to then continuously take more and more pictures, even though they have no idea who the person is. I mean, Adam, didn't that happen to one of our other friends? Um, yeah, one one of my friends was in China. She was getting, like, a picture in front of something, but sort of stood against a railing. And then a queue started to form. Oh, God. I think she took a picture, like, uh, so many people. Like, she was like, I want to go. Why are they still here? Oh, man. I totally believe we could do that, Jamie. Because, like, it's just... Yeah. yeah, I mean, when I was um, in Japan for my like exchange year, that happened not not quite as excessively as like people trying to like all do that at once. But whenever I was on the train, um, being like the the sweet anime prince aesthetic that I seem to have accidentally <laughs> fallen into, um, when I was I mean, the stuff, yeah, bro, but seriously, like <laughs> you'd see like in the corner of your eye like a camera phone flash. <laughs> And I'd be like, oh god, hello. And it, it happened so much more frequently than you would think is, like, normal. I mean, it's not normal, but, like, it happened a lot, uh, probably several dozen times in my year while being in Japan. So my brother lives in Japan. Oh, sick. And he he lives in a small town, and he got on the news and the newspaper for being a white person who could speak Japanese. <laughs> They loved it. They're like, I can't believe he's moved here to this small town. And he's like, uh huh. He met the mayor. Oh my god. <laughs> they, they, I mean, what would happen is like they tried to talk to me in English sometimes. Uh, and um, usually, again, train stations. I don't know what it is about train stations. <laughs> But I'd always end up having a conversation in like really badly broken English, and it would get to a stage where I was like, okay, this will be a lot easier if I just speak Japanese to you. So I would, and the like instant surprise of like, <laughs> oh, sige! like, oh my god, you can speak Japanese so fluently, and I'd be like, yeah, well, I've lived here for a year, <laughs> but uh, it always yeah surprised the hell out of people whenever I did that. Uh, especially if they'd been saying shady stuff. My my favorite thing to slip in a little bit of Japanese at the end, and you'd see like the pale look and the, the widening eyes of like, oh god, he's just <laughs> comprehended everything we just said. Adam, yeah. have you kept up your Japanese? Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Should I even say it? Dekiruno. Dekimasno. I think my biggest streak was like 80 days, and then it went away. But I've done it like three times now and lost my streak and then I lose all motivation and forget everything I've learned. Yeah, I mean, even even with me, man, like I got to N2, which is uh, one step below being completely fluent. Hmm. I'd say I'm back down to N3 because if you don't keep up a language, it can easily slip out. Uh, even Nico, my girlfriend, like she speaks Bulgarian fluently. It's her second language. But if she doesn't speak English or Bulgarian for a long period of time, she like forgets one of the languages like mm. a hell of a lot so yeah. like yeah. I've got my hiragana and katakana down but That's I can it. feel them both slipping where it goes have you managed to uh, do any kanji yet? Oh, have you God, got your head no. around that no I can recognise them like in context in Duolingo okay that's but good. if you asked me to write it absolutely not that's okay me too like <laughs> <laughs> there's no one only way like I can read probably about a thousand to two thousand kanji. Hmm. I don't know because it's been a long time since I've actually tried to read it. But writing it, probably hmm. not even a hundred. But Me you don't too. need to. Oh yeah, yeah. Hannah, Hannah. How many kanji <laughs> do. do you know? One hundred, two hundred, sometimes three hundred. You know, like. Yeah. Wait, I never asked you before. Do you? Can you speak another language? <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, it's like growing up in California. You like, there's so. You know what I mean? As far as like Spanish and stuff like that, like you see it everywhere and hear it. You know what I mean? My friends, their families, and stuff like that. So, but I never took that in high school. So I know bits and pieces just from living in California, but not enough to actually form a sentence. And then I did that Welsh class. Oh, so I took, <laughs> like, um, I took this free Welsh class when I lived in Cardiff, <laughs> like in the apartment area where I lived. This person put up, like, flyers on the little notice boards in the buildings. I think I went to, like, two or three, and I learned a little bit, and then I've tried to do it on Duolingo, 
And yeah, I don't really remember much at all, but I know a couple of words. Adam, do not test me again. You've done this before with other ones. <laughs> and when I actually go there, I will have the same answer to your question as I did before. And Satoichi. Uh, yeah, Dion, Dion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the right response. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Welsh is like a. I I look at it and I feel more dyslexic than ever. Like <laughs> there's a lot of Welsh pride right now, right? Because like, English is pride. being a bit of a a bother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> be careful! <laughs> <laughs> I will drag England. <laughs> <laughs> look, Adam. Adam is Welsh. He. Uh, he has some extreme opinions. So. <laughs> I'm not even really British, so I can't yeah, really you were... much, much offence to anything with the, the English to Welsh to Scottish drama. <laughs> <laughs> you were born in South Africa, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I moved here when I was uh, four, heading into five. Just had my fifth birthday when I moved into the UK. And like, so... as far as your accent, has that impacted it? Because I cannot tell. When I was young, oh. um, I had a really strong South African accent, and... Um, I think it changed one one because I was so young and it, and you're quite malleable as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but two, it was more to fit into the place. That, I mean, because when I'm in Yorkshire, my accent becomes slightly more northern over time. I was pestered and bullied so much as a kid, all the time yeah. for having a different accent. People were so I don't know, kids are assholes. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so I I think it was partially like chameleonizing myself a little bit, trying to uh, yeah. trying to fit in. I mean, my accent was relatively present until I was about 10, 11, but then I started watching a lot of TV and I started, oh. I mean my accent went slightly more American than it did <laughs> South African at one point, yeah, like when I was like 11 to 13, it was pretty, like people asked me more often if I was from America than South Africa. Like, hey bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that was a good time. It's one of those like, Adam, would you be able to tell that he was born in South Africa? No. I mean, Adam, you could tell that I'm from the States, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Do you say words funny? I don't say words <laughs> funny. <laughs> Do you say herb with the H, or have you, are you still American? Oh, oh. Oh, dang. Oh, God, now I'm overthinking it. Now I'm stressed. Um, herbs and spices. Mm. Herbs. Herbs. <laughs> herbs. Herbs. I always wondered if that was like, wait, so that's an American thing? I never understood yeah. why people said herbs. Herbs. <laughs> <laughs> when I came back from Japan after being there for a year, because A, I was speaking Japanese so often, and B, when I did speak Japanese, I would limit my vocabulary to small words. Yeah. Um, I, I came back, and the first couple of conversations I had with my family, they notably highlighted that I was talking like I was talking to children. Like, they said I was speaking slowly, really slowly, and that I s had seemingly forgotten half of my extended vocab. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I know accents are different and stuff like that, depending on where you go, but I didn't think about how speech pattern can be affected by different places as well. Behavior can as well, man. Like, um, if you're out in uh, a foreign country that has very different cultural mannerisms, yeah. again, another thing that I was doing, when, when I crossed the road, uh, when I got back in Japan, what you do is if you see a car that stops for you, you kind of do a little bow to say thank you and you walk along. Mm. You don't maintain eye contact, you don't smile. And I got back to the UK, my first like half an hour in the airport, I was like, Jesus, everyone is so rude. The yeah, so the bowing thing is something that you, you literally can't help yourself doing. So when I pass through doors, if somebody held the door open, um, the British people do this kind of like duck and tuck and you know, half ass like little. <laughs> Duck, tuck, and sprint. Yeah. <laughs> Same when they're crossing the road as well. They'll like kind of do this little like, oh, oh, and they'll smile and thank you, but like not run, just make it look like they're running. <laughs> I feel. And seen. then, yeah, right. <laughs> I remember even like a place like San Francisco when I go into the airport. I just remember coming out and be like, oh my god, everyone, ah, where are your manners? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I distinctly remember multiple times. Like, there was a moment where, like, my mom, like, greets me and stuff like that, and I just hear screaming, and I see someone dragging their child on the floor. Across the <laughs> <laughs> I just look at my mom, I'm like, welcome home, I guess, America. The like, only cultural I... thing that I notice when going to America <laughs> is that everyone's just so willing to talk. Everyone I... wants to say hi, and I'm like, no. 
Thank you. That's not me. That's not me. I mean, you guys are both silent. This, I, I literally said, like, Hannah literally says hello to every person that she meets. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, when we went to the fucking the Air Force Museum in York, you had, like, a 20-minute conversation with the woman who runs the gift shop. Hey, see, there we go. You called out. <laughs> no, that guy followed us, okay? That guy wasn't my problem either, okay? It was that guy. What guy? Oh, the guy. Oh, God, the guy. <laughs> the guy. Wait, please tell me about the guy. <laughs> <laughs> we st- I don't even know how it started. He just approached us with information at one Could point, right? Could you ask him to see where the, um, the bunker Oh, I wanted was. to find... Yeah, I wanted to find that place. The one place I remembered from when I went years ago. And then he just didn't leave us alone the you entire following time. following us from hangar to hangar. I remember sitting with you on a bench in front of that big plane thinking, he's going to leave, we'll just sit here till he leaves. And like, he told us so much stuff, which was very nice and very informative, but like, read the room, dude. I... But there's no pauses <laughs> for us to be like, okay, we're going to go to the next room. You just keep going. It's when he started talking to someone else that you and I ducked out, remember? Yeah, the tuck duck. I was like, we right. did the duck talking. <laughs> yeah, the classic. But yeah, we got the hell out of there. And then we were chased by a bee, and we made it to the car, and it was oh, fine. Cool. That's not quite accurate. It <laughs> came near us, and I hid behind Adam and used his body as a shield. And did I scream a lot, Adam, or no? I didn't Absolutely. scream at all. It was primal. <laughs> I, my experience of you with bees is sending me uh, footage and just kind of panicking about the existence. Was it? Was there a beehive? Adam, were you dragged into this as well? <laughs> <laughs> There was like, there were at least 500, I swear. Like, they, were all, <laughs> they were all trying to get on, like, into my flat. And I was just I freaking there, out. There was definitely an absurd number. I mean, the, the camera wasn't picking them up as beautifully as I'm sure your panicked eyes were. But... <laughs> I just imagined them, like, it's like building their hive above the window and then finding their way through the ceiling and in through that light that's not quite fixed, oh, as Adam knows, because he broke it. <laughs> I mean, Adam didn't really break it. I mean, he just ripped it from the ceiling, but... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He didn't really break it, he just ripped it from the ceiling. It's unreasonably that. built, that light. <laughs> the bees are just awful. And again, I hear them coming in that way and getting in through the ceiling because of one of the flats that I viewed a couple of years ago. Yeah, they, In that big, scary story. old house. Yeah. Right? <laughs> We're like, me and Adam literally literally like two little kids who just sat down in front of Grana in front of like the fireplace and like rested our hands like yes <laughs> now sit down in front of Grana <laughs> like it's Grana's story time <laughs> well it was like it's that old like it's like an estate and it has a huge like mowed lawn in the back and stuff like that and this place is like it's beautiful but you start thinking, like, okay, so what's wrong with this? What's going on? And then uh, my dad was with me at the time, and he walked the agent over as I was looking at a different part and to like, look at the bathroom, and he said, Hannah, I don't know if you want to come in here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, I mean, we we're supposed to, oh, I don't know why they didn't clean that up yet, you know? And there were a few hundred like, not just a couple, there were a few hundred dead bees everywhere. And there were different size ones. One of them was one of those big ones that chased us at the airfield. I don't know why there were different kinds of, there were just bees everywhere, and they were all dead, and it was awful. Yeah, I mean, like, um, two bees, little, you know, straying from the hive is one scenario, but having, like, two Like a swarm. Yeah, that, that, that would be horrifying, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I would just call you guys screaming, be like, hey, what's going on? I'd be under my duvet having a full... This is a haunting if I've ever seen one. This is like <laughs> flies, bees, all that kind of stuff. It's always attracted to like spooky things. It's awful because the storage space was incredible. Like... What would you do with five oh bedrooms? I would, you know I'd fill them. <laughs> one room with the water room. One room <laughs> for the Nando Costco water. When Adam first came to visit, I had a bag of Nando sauces that I was given and that I never used. It doesn't him, surprise me whatsoever. It was like a sack. <laughs> yeah, man. That doesn't uh, surprise me at all. <laughs> me and not finishing things. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, it's because you're one of those people who's like, I see something that I could use that could have a use to me. I still have a pile of many other things that could still have a use, but I've got to make sure, just in case, 
that I have this. <laughs> Plus, you're, no. you're one of those people who's very savvy with anything like that's got freebies or like offers. You're, you're very good at making sure that you claim that. <laughs> Jamie, no, have you, you ever that. seen Hannah and Arcade? Like at like the two P machines. Wait, actually, we've been at an arcade, but I haven't. But we haven't no. done the two P machine oh. thing because we we were at a uh, bowling alley. So we we had what, what was that chicken game that you played? <laughs> Crossy roads, dude. <laughs> Crossy yeah, you were roads. you were very passionate about that. Yeah, I got we got like tickets and stuff, and then we got prizes, and then you left your jacket there, which I rescued later. It was great. That was an adventure. <laughs> but. <laughs> But that what, what is with, the, the, the coin thing? What's the, the two penny thing? I mean, Hannah will not leave until she gets the prize. <laughs> if Hours there's a prize pass. I see that I want, <laughs> I will get it. <laughs> like, I, I just like that time that you befriended the, the person who walked behind the counter and you somehow got extra prizes. She owns the place. <laughs> I've got to know the owner. Um, and she made she made me tea once as well. It's great. I just, it's so much fun. And now with COVID times and stuff like that, I'm like, I don't know, I can wear gloves. <laughs> just like mask up and still try to win prizes, right? <laughs> like... I, I, has, I still have moments where I, I fully forget that we are actually in this level of like an epidemic or a lockdown. Mm. And yeah. you just have this like surge of spontaneous energy. And um, <laughs> then you have to like deflate yourself when you realize that you can't actually follow through with that. It's like uh, on Halloween yeah. when we were like, oh my no, god, we could have like a massive party, like a group gathering and like have cute snacks and decorate things and like make everything homemade. And just like mm -hmm. the frustration of realizing that we couldn't even do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, this year's been tough. It's really, really tough. That's why I was like, there was part of me that I'm like, I wish you could just come down and we could get pumpkins and be normal for a minute, you know what I mean? And like, then yeah. go back, but we can go to the movies again. Yeah. You could bring a blanket and I could look like Baby Grinch. It's great. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like one of the times in the cinema, uh, Jamie pulled out an entire blanket. This is like a hug. This is incredible. <laughs> what the hell is this? And then I had a hoodie and I put my hood up and then I just tightened it. <laughs> and I sat there and I'm all content. You had like, I think you had like a snap in your cheeks. hand. And you pulled your hood right up so only like your face was visible, kind of like a Teletubby. And like, <laughs> instead of turning your head and looking at me properly, you kind of just like turned it like a tiny inch and then glanced over to me and you were like grinning and smiling and you like did this little wiggle. And I was like, oh my god, you look like the baby Grinch. <laughs> it was Never the most forget. accurate description though the thing yeah. is I said it and I thought you were going to be so offended but then you ended up cackling and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like I can't not agree like I know exactly what you're talking about and I'm like yeah I feel this this is the energy I feel right oh, now so good. Yeah, we went candle shopping yeah, Jamie, Jamie has also enabled my candle buying, as is Adam <laughs> yeah. Adam how many candles have you wrapped up at Ikea? Um, I actually can't count. <laughs> it was amazing. I just remembered the jam. Oh, I was going to be like, what jam? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, what if the free, what if it's gone now? Oh my god, COVID ruined the jam. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, hang on, this is very chaotic and I'm struggling to keep up. <laughs> I, uh... So, you know how, I was, how you were saying that I like free stuff? Yes. I love lingonberry jam because it's kind of like cranberry, but like not, and it's amazing. So I always like to get lingonberry stuff at IKEA. Well, turns out they have a pump of lingonberry jam. And I remember I bought like something, like one of their veggie hot dogs or something like that, and I asked the guy, and I'm like, I, I don't even, did I even buy something that time? I don't think you did. You tried to make I, it like but... you had. You were like, oh, can I have, get, can I have a tray and get some extra jam? I didn't, I don't even think I said that to him. I literally went out because it was like towards the end of the night. And I'm like, you know, I was just going to get some jam for something. Do you guys have like a little cup or anything like that? I can just, like, you know, I phrased it in a way that wasn't like, hey, I want some free jam. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like do anything, you know. And he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I have a tray. I'm like, okay, thank you. I went over, 
and I just pumped this tray with lingonberry jam, and I'm like, what's going to stop me from filling this? It's like, quite like, a shallow tray. Yeah. But quite long <laughs> and wide. <laughs> oh, God. I remember going to you, and like, we were going into the lift, and there were other people in there, and I'm just holding this tray. <laughs> jam. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> and I came back. Um, and then we went into the parking lot, and I remember I tasted it through the corner, and that's when you got pictures of me. Flipping the jam <laughs> from a tray. I had an empty water bottle in the car anyway. I remember I... Oh, God, I see exactly where this is bloody going. (laughs) I filled this water bottle with jam. And it was amazing. It was a great plan. Nothing spilled. I mean, I think that's pretty genius. I got a free Lincoln Mary jam. How did you manage to transfer jam from a tray to a water bottle without a spill? In the car Uh, as well. Patience and precision pays off. <laughs> just no one there at the time had a problem with it. So, but I feel like COVID is now taking my free jam, and that won't exist anymore. COVID has just ruined everything for everybody. To be honest, <laughs> there's so many things. It's like I I look back at like the concerts that we did last year, and it was just this whole. Wasn't it just a whole like weekend of stuff though as well? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was effectively over the course of, like, three or four days. <laughs> I just remember the intensity of it, though, when it got to a certain point. I remember, I don't know, I mean, I know I was talking to you and Jude, but that girl came up to me, not that girl, but another girl randomly not comes that up girl. to me. <laughs> not that girl, but the other girl. <laughs> the other girl. She's like, do you think, like, I mean, was, was he rude to you? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like... <laughs> She had said hi, there was some, you know, quick, like, thing, but he didn't stay around to listen to the rest of the stuff, because, like, you know, there's a lot of people around him, a lot of stuff going on. People tend to forget uh, that, you know... um... He's human? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And people like that, they they only have so much energy before they are, like, completely exhausted. And I honestly applaud uh, Youngblood for his intense level of ability to maintain like a really good aura around as many people as possible um, but there is a point as well exactly like I can barely <laughs> handle it myself um, yeah. even when I'm just with a group of people that I know so you can imagine how exhausting it is and it's like he's trying yeah. his best to give the energy to everybody that he needs to but there comes a point for every human being when like they're a little bit tired or they're a little bit preoccupied or maybe there's something that they need to go do and it's like they can't yeah. keep on staying and the entitlement that comes from that, like, it doesn't yeah. indicate anything about them. It, it indicates that they have got stuff going on, or they're tired, or they've had a long, bloody day. Like, there's, there's so many things yeah. that contribute towards that. Um, and I've always found it really frustrating how a lot of people, like, they take away the uh, humanity of celebrities. Yeah. Like, um, you owe me something. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, why did you do that for other people, but not for me? That's the intensity of that kind of stuff that I... I've always had a bit of a... I like the excitement. You know what I mean? That kind of level, it's great. It's wonderful. And met a lot of great people through that kind of stuff. But there's a side to it where it kind of turns. You know what I mean? It goes from yeah. people that just enjoy it oh, and enjoy being like, around it to like... It's like when yeah. me and Jude were talking to you about the the pit. And uh, there's there's like two types of fans. <laughs> it says the people who who appreciate... Like they appreciate the music and they they respect the artist, and then there's the people mm. who are transfixed and obsessed and literally willing to result in danger of death mm. in order to get close to the scent of the artist. <laughs> the The difference between the two is so vital because like when we were in the pit, um, Youngblood does this thing where he he comes in, he does this little acoustic session. Uh, it's really sweet, but he's the amount of times that you hear like him being like wider widen the pit wider move back <laughs> people who are like real they understand the scene of the music they understand the punk culture have a lot of respect yeah. for the artist and they understand how a pit functions but while i was down there i mean the amount of mumps that i saw in the mosh pit who were like horrified and trying desperately to get out but it's a mosh pit so once you're in you're stuck <laughs> it's just like, i'm like you're at a punk concert come on so it's this like, is why i avoid it oh yeah no you yeah you, oh god i don't even I would, imagine what would happen you wouldn't see me ever again you'd be like oh, no, 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 I, I would you fully start sobbing i would be like no <laughs> 
in Brixton, like the the mosh pit uh, has got these barriers in it. So hmm. I ended up actually being like squished and suffocated against oh. like these barriers to the point where I've for the first time ever left a mosh pit, not even halfway through a gig. Um, oh god! And I mean, Jude and I really wrestled to get down to the front as well. But yeah. the yeah, but in that mosh pit, there were a lot of people who really should not have been in the pit. Um, because they just it, don't know, they don't move, do they? they don't, yeah, exactly. And when we were, yeah. this was in uh, Sheffield, but when the pit yeah. did open up and Dominic was there, the amount of people that were not giving him a chance to have a stage in the audience and just mm. aggressively trying to get over and just, like, touch him mm. uh, were causing so much danger to everybody that was, like, squished up against these, like, big, burly bodyguards that were, like, trying to stop us from all killing Dom. Um, it's just like, oh god, it's so frustrating because it's like, all you need to do is just everybody just chill, breathe, take a step back, and we can all have like half a meter of space to just relish in. Like, you're not gonna get any closer. Just wanting to scream in its face rather than enjoy the moment. And yeah. 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 And, then, and like, and it's just, they like, gloat to their friends, like, oh, I've touched him. Yeah, like, they yeah, probably just do. Like, a, a thing, yeah. just to be like, oh, I had a photo with him, I had an autograph with him. I have touched him. But I touched him. Oh, yeah. No, they'll be like, oh, how was the concert? Oh, my God, I touched him. Yeah, I I don't know if the music was good. I spent the whole time, like, staring through my phone screen, and then for one moment I managed to touch his ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me that I I wish parents would have that conversation with their kids about etiquette and (laughs) the idea of, like, musicians artists yeah. celebrities anyone like they are people common thing that dominic himself says when he's on stage is like just remember we're a family to love and respect each other like look after each other because often what would happen yeah. with fans trying to get towards him they'd end up injuring or hurting uh, each other fans yeah and um that's something that you can see genuinely troubles him so much like he, he's very distressed by that occurring so yeah you could see him try to tell people, they just don't listen. It's like, yeah, I don't know. That, that is exactly what I was talking about. It's, it's when the, the artist has so little respect, they're so idolized that they actually have no respect. That kind of thing is just, it's very frustrating for me. And I mean, I don't have famous friends, but with, with friends of mine that are like, I don't know what to call influencers. I hate that term. Oh. But, <laughs> oh, oh. But like with my friends, Adam's like, instant reaction to the word. <laughs> Adam, I feel you. Don't worry. It's just because like I, being involved with YouTube since it was not, you know, YouTube, and yeah. it slowly become yeah. YouTubers have become influencers. I can't. Oh, there was the. I mean, you're first, a YouTube influencer, aren't you, Adam? There was the phase where it was content creator, and that was <laughs> awful. And yes, I am a YouTube influencer, losing six yeah. subscribers a week. <laughs> yeah. Dude, honestly though, like I I remember because I used to post videos when I was about I must have been eleven or twelve when I started YouTube. The the vibe back then was mm. a whole different thing. Like the friend feature was great, mm. um, and everybody had Fred in their friends list. And <laughs> I just remember like it was just it was I don't know the community sense was a lot better yeah. back then. These these days the uh, the pretense that comes with everything everything's kind of become polished. And uh, disingenuous, over professional. Um, yeah. The content of people's videos is valued less, more like over the production of it. Well, it has so... to be over ten minutes now to get you the, be- the best. So strange in the algorithm. Yeah, yeah. It used to have to be weird. shorter, right? Yeah, yeah. No, like three minutes of prime vlog time, but now it's ten minutes, which I kind of like. They're like committing yeah. sometimes. But other times it's like, why is why is this ten minutes? This doesn't need to be ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, no. Sometimes it's really dragged out, like almost ridiculously. Like you'll be watching a video on somebody teaching you like how to efficiently clean your sink, and there'll be like a six minute vlog prior to that yeah. about the shopping trip that they took. Jamie's <laughs> videos of choice. <laughs> <laughs> Like somewhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, because Madame Tussauds, like, sometimes people, either real celebrities or just people who are just normal people who just dress, like, up, um, they they go and stand in Madame Tussauds and they, they pretend to be one of the, the wax dummies. I don't know what to call them. Mannequins? I secretly, every yeah. single time I went to Madame Tussauds, wanted somebody to do that. <laughs> My heart but I'm a freak. Like, 
Dude, I see. I love jump scares, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Adam, have you ever been to like a haunted house or like any like scary mazes or anything? Um, no, because my <laughs> threshold for fear was the ghost train. <laughs> any ghost train was too scary for me, so. <laughs> what a ghost train. It's like the haunted mansion ride at Disney, mm. but just a bit shitter. Oh, I mean, a lot yeah. shitter. Like, yeah, very, it's, like, it's like yeah. That's yeah. your threshold. That's like the most. I was like... terrified of the one at Barry Island for years. <laughs> and, like, nothing jumped out at you. It was just like occasional skeleton hidden in the wall, and you know. <laughs> I think it was the fear I... of being stuck on this train and you can't leave. <laughs> to be honest, they're alright when you're with a friend. I've I've been on them a couple of times, like completely alone. Because mm. uh, yeah. I'm in, I'm one of those. I like that <laughs> level of like. I'm one of those. <laughs> But like, uh, yeah, they, they are much more horrifying when you're on your own because then your mind can really eat away at you. You can't turn at your friend and be like, ah, yeah, that was so scary, but I'm fine. Like, <laughs> you end up just like, you just internally sit there and you're just like, okay, all right. Universal Studios does the Halloween Horror Nights or whatever. And it's like, they have all the rides and stuff like that, but then they have like the walk through scary things. But they also have areas which are called like, I can't remember what they're called, but they're basically like free zones where you walk through and you can just get chased. Like, it is like... <laughs> oh my god, Universal Japan does, does that on, on Halloween. They have like a zombie night. Oh, dude, did you do it? Did you get to go? Yeah, yeah. Wait, so is I this the one where they have a Harry Potter thing there as well and you had the Slytherin yes. robe and... Oh, god, yeah. yeah. That's another <laughs> Japanese people taking photograph situation right there. <laughs> You're very Malfoy family vibe, kind of. It's because I, I, am, I am a Slytherin, like, by nature, yeah. but, um, you know, just, yeah, God, all you have to do is be white and have white hair in Japan. You put on a Slytherin robe and everyone's like, oh, it's Harry Potter. It's a Malfoy. That was more Italian. But, <laughs> literally, though, like, yeah, no, I put on the, the uniform um, and then suddenly, I mean, this is a tiny shop we're talking as well. Like, we're talking like hmm. three square meters by four square meters. It was really small. And yeah. it suddenly flooded full of like Japanese high school girls uh, wanting to take pictures of me and with me. And I eventually just had to like quietly try to like rip the robe off and dash out because they wouldn't stop. <laughs> but I got a job interview the same day. Nice. Um, not a job interview, a job offer the same day. Like the, the train conductor dude who was also, I think he was American. Um, <laughs> He was like, oh, yo, we actually like to have people walk around the parks, like, especially these, like, kind of characteristics you really suit, like, a Malfoy concept. So if you walk around doing that, we can do some makeup and, like, you can be paid to be here. Um, yeah. I decided no, just because I couldn't be asked to do, like, such a long commute to get down mm. there and, and deal with... I'm not the kind of person who... I'm, I'm very active for a little bit socially, but I can't deal with more than, like, a couple of hours at a time with a lot of people. You need to recharge. Yeah. Exactly. And I would have to do that for six hours at oh. a time, so I was just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask Adam if he could do something like that, but that reaction, I that noise... With, I'll do three all. people at a time, take a break, do another three yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would have given me for like a day and just been like, I did it. Okay, bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's like I could do that, technically speaking. Well, I could uh, take uh, some like cosplay kit and just cosplay Malfoy around for like the day. That would be fine. But yeah, full time job. Ten years in the future, we find Jamie on Hollywood Boulevard. Take <laughs> 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 a Malfoy, being like it's next five dollars for Iron picture. Man and next to knock off Spider-Man. Knock off. And what's the other one? What's the one that everybody like? Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I reckon I reckon you would make the most money because you'd probably be the only one with a genuine accent. So <laughs> yeah. I definitely drive by multiple times and just honk my horn and go, Ah <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, did you even say anything that was audible or did you just make incomprehensible noises? I have forgotten what we were talking. What, what were we talking about that led to? No, because there was something else. Oh, the scary stuff. So like, oh yeah, they did the Halloween stuff at Universal over there as well, like the horror nights and mm. stuff. They they oh. had like dance groups and like they were dancing to like zombie K-pop and zombie J-pop oh, and God. doing all of this. Like there would just suddenly be like flash mobs where they just like suddenly just 
did some random stuff. The zombies were horrifying, by the way, without like massive <laughs> chainsaws, and there was this really big globular, like at least at least like ten foot thing. I think it was on stilts, but it was like walking inside a ball. I don't. It was horrifying. <laughs> the um, people on stilts are just. Oh, God. Yeah. No, that was like. But there was this one where they they oh, was so clever. They had a woman. Um, who looked like she was just attending Universal, but she wasn't. Uh, she was actually an actor. Um, and they, like, fully, like, chainsawed her, and they, like, sprayed fake blood everywhere. <laughs> and, like, it looked like they'd actually just, like, attacked a normal person. <laughs> and they, they had a few of these actors around who would, like, scream and make everyone else more scared because, obviously, if one person's freaking out and running, then other people are like, oh, my God. So... My palms um, are sweating just thinking about that because that is the... Like, anything to do with the chainsaws just immediately instill fear. Like, back yeah. from, like, cornfield mazes and stuff like that when I was younger, they do that around Halloween, and there'd always be someone at the end with a chainsaw, and I'm like, I'm definitely, this is the moment I die. <laughs> like, but, like, they did that at our Universal, but they had it like the, I don't yeah. know what it was, but it was a bunch of people running through the crowd, like, with chainsaws, and, like, one came up to me, and I'm like, they're not going to actually touch it to my leg, but it got so... I didn't want to test it, like, because they got, it was, if I flinched, it would have touched me, and it's going, and I, it's not, I, I was never, I screamed bloody murder. So, if I would have seen what you just described, oh, I would have freaked mm. the fuck out. <laughs> like, I would have that, just... that one caught me off guard, because I turned to my mates, and I was like, oh my god, I think they actually just killed her. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was genuinely horrifying, but... No, they, they made it, like, a very zombie apocalypse kind of thing. I mean, it was so funny, the way that they started it off. Um, they, like, set up this siren that was like... Yeah, and then there was this voiceover, they were like, a zombie apocalypse is about to commence. If you have small children who would be upset by this, please take them to the Minion Park. <laughs> like, I feel like if Adam was with us in that circumstance, I don't know if taking him to the Minion Park would have just been even worse of a Absolutely decision. not. <laughs> just throw me in the lake. That's the safest place at that point. Was a Jew that was saying they do stuff like that here? Yeah, it's it's not... Well, like, we have theme parks and stuff, obviously, but it's not necessarily always a theme park. They just have, like, a... These spooky maze Halloween events. I love that, uh, you go through haunted houses or like haunted mazes, and like, I mean, I've done that before. I've I've been paid to be a jump scarer, so <laughs> we just run around and scare the crap out of people. Can we just do our own, like when things get safer? To get a smoke machine as well, and then just <laughs> that would be excellent. Ooh, I we have do neighbors that would definitely be down for that too. They have my neighbors. And the other building, no, all the neighbors on their like hallway section. Imagine like the hallway going to the double doors where I am. All of those flats, you know everyone, so you could do like a full interactive multi-door, just your hallway kind of like <laughs> it could be done. And they were down, like we were talking about that. They were like, oh, next year if we could do stuff, they're like, oh my god, should we do a ghost walk? We could do that. We could end up here and do different things. I'm like, I know we could do all this stuff. So I know they would be a thousand percent down for like. An interactive, scary, you know what I mean? Haunted kind of maze. I mean, you know, there must be neighbors that would call and be like, there is screaming coming from this floor. <laughs> you could also, like, rig the lift to, like, take you to the wrong floor, so you'd have to, like, press a different sequence of buttons. That would be your worst nightmare. Huh? <laughs> I don't think that lift needs any rigging to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Jamie, have you experienced my haunted lift? Because Adam yeah. has seen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have experienced it. And I forgot as well. I just told that whole story about the neighbors in the other block. They listen to this. So, <laughs> hi, you guys. <laughs> I hope you're down for the <laughs> scary haunted walkthrough that I just planned for your own hallway next year. <laughs> what is that thing? Um in the corridor there's like a door and then there's just like this massive grate <laughs> I begged <laughs> Adam not he almost reopened the door to hell it just sealed it got sealed and then he starts like pulling and pressing I was like I will tackle you <laughs> like do not but what, what is it is it what is that for because it's just like it's almost like it's outside like I don't understand it just felt wrong and evil it is so awful I mean it has all the metal grates right so when yeah. it rains you can hear the drops I assume it's oh, like okay. a fire escape or something yeah, but or a smoke thing. Is there Something. even like a way 
through, down, up. <laughs> I remember walking past and me being the curious idiot that I am. I like walked fully in there. And I like yeah. stood stood in there and I was like, what is this? <laughs> Of course you stood in there. Of course you stood in there. Like anytime I got close, Hannah would pull me back. <laughs> I mean, I didn't trust it. It didn't feel like safe, but I couldn't work out what it was. Like, I was genuinely... Through. Curiosity just overpowered oh, yeah. any no, sense curiosity of, like, kills survival. The time. <laughs> yeah, bro, seriously, like, I am an absolute idiot. Like, I, I am literally so stupid. If, if something is, like, wrong, I will walk towards it and... Imagine me just... coming out and seeing you in that, like, great thing. <laughs> At the end of my hallway, and you turn and look at me, and it falls and drops, and that's all I see. Oh my god. I, I would... <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare. Or something grabs you and pulls you. I would be oh, done. Oh, yo. I would <laughs> just freak out. Oh, the but imagery like, of that is excellent. I feel like anybody that doesn't understand what this looks like isn't going to be able to conceive what the hell we're talking about. Like, it's, it's... Oh, just be scared. It's very scary. Like, like, like... <laughs> A normal-looking flat door, but you open it, yep. and it's like a, a human-sized chimney. Yeah, but with a grate <laughs> instead of a floor. Yeah, and but it's also yeah. outside. Yeah, it feels like it's outside. But also it's, inside. But also inside. Yeah, there's some weird stuff with the lights on the hallway, <laughs> like and there's spooky, spooky ghost chimneys and lifts that only break on our floor and. Yeah, I definitely you know. felt unsettled in there when I'd go through that corridor alone. But I think it's because <laughs> yeah, I have the sense I like have been told this, so I'm like, oh well, obviously. <laughs> well, I, I mean, aside from the lift being haunted, I wasn't really told much more. But I, I felt slightly uneasy while walking through that corridor alone as well. I, mean, I really don't like uh, the window next to the lifts either. Mm. I don't know why. There's something. I always feel like there's something out there. That goes out to the back parking lot, which. Um, like, you can walk through that anyway and go through that and go through that other, like, door, which I've gone through a couple times. And God, you can cut through the garden area and then also go to that entry. Cutting through the garden at night when it's pitch black is the worst thing, especially with just spider webs in Britain. It is one of those I have tried. Felt something, thought I heard something, saw something, freaked out, flailing my arms and ran back the other way. <laughs> and where it's like a matter of only a few more feet and a couple more steps and I would have been out of it where I was just like I can't do this <laughs> like literally just like went the other way the idea of facing like a scary maze is kind of not so bad at the end of the day you know mm. I mean Adam would you go through the DIY one well, that the my one... neighbors put on yeah that I, I volunteered I them to put on <laughs> <laughs> Especially the level of dedication, I know that they could make it. You know what I mean? And especially if you don't know who the people are and what they look like and you just show up. <laughs> like, for me, I'd be like, oh, just uh, it's just so-and-so doing their, you know, just doing their thing. They're just having a laugh. Look at them all dressed up. You know <laughs> I don't know. But I feel like the challenge is part of the fun, you know, mm -hmm. of making it properly scary. I mean, what would you be? What would your role be, Jamie? You that kind of thing. You'd hide in the ghost corridor. <laughs> yeah, legit. I'd actually probably do something freaky there. Probably something with being like yanked up by like oh. wires to make it look like I've suddenly been pulled upwards. <laughs> so I'd probably like have a thing where I'm standing there, like just being like, "Oh, hey, man, sorry, you okay?" Like some weird shit's been happening around. You're you right, and then just suddenly and just being like yanked upwards and just no. disappearing up. Something good because what what's usually the most terrifying, as you know, with the concept of the actor who got ripped to shreds by a chainsaw at Japanese Universal. <laughs> that kind of thing is the thing that usually catches people out the most because it's like a person who's normal, they look like they could just be part of the event, like as in like they're also just joining in with the fun. They don't look like mm -hmm. part of the crew. And it's when people like that end up like screaming or something happens to them, that's what really freaks out like people who are there. So I'd want to do something like that for sure. You'd have to have like a more of a appearance of being like an average and just another person yeah because that yeah. usually like everyone expects to see like somebody in a clown outfit or like some big scary ghost or like you know some animated skeleton but having a normal looking person well normal as far as i can actually say normal goes for me but <laughs> you yeah. can just like yeah that would be brilliant yeah i'm just i'm so happy that we have plans like that for the future and especially like it's like realistically we're all talking about this and it's like we know that it may not happen for quite some time. <laughs> and oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You don't know the reality of like when we'll actually be able to safely be around each other in that kind of way, especially in groups like that. Uh, Suddenly, it's made though. me feel yeah like lockdown mm-hmm. in in an essence like the way that the the pandemic has affected everything. We've gotten pretty used to not content. I was gonna say content, mm-hmm. but we got we gotten pretty used to this situation that we're in. Um, yeah. So it's not, we don't feel as like frightened and terrified as I'm, I'm sure a lot of us did right before this all started really solidifying. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like you get how used different... to the idea of this way of life. Exactly. Yeah. It's mental how different things used to be. Um, and like how, I mean, as I said, the sponta- spontaneous attitude that we all had towards just doing things that we felt like doing. Um, yeah. It's mental to me how life is so different from what that used to be for at least yeah. for responsible people like there's i've even in the little town that i'm in at the moment uh friday nights i walk past the public toilets is the location <laughs> of favor <laughs> for the local teens who like to get drunk and yell at the doing mdma and stuff um, so that's great <laughs> i feel bad for them though actually like there's nothing to do in this town regardless of lockdown so that's probably the height of their entertainment <laughs> Adam, you're being really irresponsible, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, I am currently recording this in a public toilet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The Cardiff Market See? specifically. Oh, uh, yeah, the, Card- the Cardiff Market toilet. Yeah, that's, that's uh, Adam and I have special memories. <laughs> 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Adam, are we really gonna... Oh, God, we can't go back. <laughs> I don't even know how it starts. <laughs> I mean, I wait. do, but I don't want to go wait, too wait, much wait. into it. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about we talked. It <laughs> may not be edited out, but Adam and I were basically talking about. Okay. But then, like, we saw the scene with like goldfish and. What was it? It was like a whole bunch of goldfish, wasn't it? We just kept adding stuff to this ridiculous scenario, didn't we? I cannot remember um, the goldfish. <laughs> I can't remember goldfish. We say added. too much shit that I can't keep track. <laughs> and, like, yeah, and then we finally went there one time, and it was wonderful, we just cackled a lot. For context, I have a friend who rates toilets. Okay. Like toilets. <laughs> Okay. In her entire life, Cardiff Market Toilets is the only zero she's ever given. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm on like slight board with what you're talking about, but also what the fuck is the goldfish for? Like <laughs> Okay, I like it might have been the goldfish crackers or actual goldfish. I can't remember. Oh, it might have been the goldfish crackers. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I have to explain this to you, and this is why I wish that you guys had like the opportunity to animate these because the the concept in my mind, like this goldfish appeared in a toilet bowl, and then like now it then like shriveled and transformed into crackers, just like a, a toilet bowl full of fish crackers. Like I'm trying desperately to imagine what the hell you guys are talking about. It would add to the uh, overall aroma that I'm sure oh. is Wait. lovely. Oh. God. I feel like that might be a good place <laughs> to end on. To end. Cardiff yeah, Market no, toilets. that's good. Um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, I think with that thought in mind, with a pile of dried fish. So I think uh, we can leave uh, listeners with that kind of imagery. It's great. What a Amazing. wonderful... What a wonderful way to end this. So, yeah, but, uh, uh, to be honest, that kind of chaotic ending is very well suited to the chaotic <laughs> discussion. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for speaking with us today, Jamie. I really appreciate that. And yeah, um, thanks. Yeah, like, would you like to let anyone know what your Instagram handles are? I know you said at the beginning, would you like a reminder? Yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll do a reminder. I also just want to say that I appreciate that coming on as like a person who very often would be invited into talks about like trans stuff or be invited into talks about all sorts of other elements to do with like makeup or things that are quite shallow surface value it's been nice to be part of something that's just more chaotic and fun and not have all of that (laughs) used instead so i just want to say that i genuinely appreciate it i know we're all kind of friends but it means a lot Uh, no no i just i appreciate that you had 
fun and that that was a word you used to describe like, the chat we just had. I, think it's, I mean, I had a great time though as well and I'm just happy to hear that you enjoyed it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, Instagram handle is Pyromantic Prince if you want to find me. Perfect. So. And uh, Adam, would you like to tell them our Twitter handle for the podcast? I just, I just Adam's dead. Adam's dead. The ghost got him. He's gone. I was too busy thinking about the toilets. It's really got to go. Oh my God, stop. Don't traumatize yourself like that. <laughs> oh. um, so our, our Twitter handle. <laughs> um, it's at get inside us. And then our Instagram is the same. So it's get inside us. <laughs> and the email. Adam, what is the email? Get inside of podcast at gmail.com. And as always, you can feel free to send us messages, questions, but be aware that I will most likely block you unless it's a pretty reasonable message or question. I like how so... the blocking message started as if you send me something horrific, I will block you. But now it's just I will most likely block you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have a low tolerance for any kind of bullshit. So, Good. yeah. You know, I don't put up with BS here. So you try to send me some joke about goldfish crackers? Blocked. In the no, that's the content we need. And this is this is going to be the uh, ongoing argument within our <laughs> podcast. But yeah, just thank you for joining us. And I hope people have fun listening. Thank you. Same thing.